Good morning, Nachum, and good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov. Whoa, today is such a special day. The Torah itself, in the Kriyasa Torah that we're going to read, please God, second day of Pesach, from Parshas Emor, the Torah calls today the 14th of Nisan Pesach. Why? Because this afternoon was the time that we brought the Korban Pesach. Now, today is a day that we are so busy, Baruch Hashem, with mitzvos. This morning, we are privileged to have the mitzvah of Bir Chametz. We went, had the search for Chametz last night. We can eat the Chametz until, according to the Magad Avram, 1019 this morning, and according to the Gra, 1043. After that, we have the mitzvah of Bir Chametz, which is the burning of the Chametz, which should be done, according to the Magad of Ram, by 1137, according to the Vilna Gaon, by 1149. Now, if you have not yet sold your chametz, meaning authorized your rav to sell your chametz on your behalf, do it right now and contact him and make sure that your chametz is sold so that you do not violate not only can we not eat chametz on Pesach, we cannot possess it. We cannot see our chametz. After the burning of the chametz this morning, we recite the paragraph of Kol Chamira to Chamira, whereby we renounce ownership, possession of any and all chametz. By this time, the chametz has been sold, and therefore, whatever is remaining, we declare it to be hefker, onalis ka'afra as literally dust of the earth. Now, today, as I mentioned, is in of itself a yom tov. Not only did we not say tachanon, as we're not saying all month, but we did not say lamnatseyach this morning. And listen carefully, there should only be happy occasions, but if someone is sitting shiva on a regular Erev Shabbos, on all other Erev Yom Tov, you sit towards evening as much time as you need to get up for Shabbos or Yom Tov. That's when you get up. Except today, when whoever is sitting shiva gets up today at Chatzos. Mid the day, 12.55 is Chatzos in the New York, New Jersey area, and it's a time that we will come back to later on. Why are they getting up today, and only today at mid the day? Because from Chatzos and on, mid the day and on was the time that the Korban Pesach could be brought in the afternoon, and when the Jew brings his Korban, and we were all connected to the Korban Pesach, that is a holiday for the 
Jew. Okay, now, because tonight is not just Yom Tov, first night of Pesach, but it's also a Shabbos, there are some preparations that we must take care of today and cannot wait for tonight, even though it's Yom Tov. Namely, number one, the maror should be washed, your romaine lettuce should be washed and cleaned, ready to go before you bench licht. And so too, your horseradish, if you're going to use horseradish at the Seder, that too should be prepared before you light candles. The zeroa and the egg, the shank bone and the egg are to be roasted before you light Shabbos Yom Tov candles. The charoses is to be made before you light Shabbos Yom Tov candles. And finally, the salt water as well is to be prepared before the Pesach Seder tonight. Now, understand that because it is Shabbos, you cannot delay candle lighting time. But remember, so much of the night, as we'll discuss, is dictated by the Korban Pesach, even though we don't yet have it. We conduct ourselves as if we do a further demonstration of our emuna and bitachon, that we will have it. And therefore, just as the Torah says explicitly that the Korban Pesach is to be eaten at night, therefore the Seder cannot begin until nighttime. And therefore, the earliest you should start your Seder is not before 8.15 this evening. Now, we are to realize that we have the privilege of the Pesach Seder, which is an opportunity to perform biblical rabbinic mitzvos that we have but one night a year. And I'd like to go through the Seder HaSeder with you, the 15, 14, 15 different parts of the Seder, and to try to just refresh your memory and perhaps add some insight into what we're doing, why we're doing it. Okay, the first of the simonim of the Seder is Kadesh. Namely, we recite Kiddush. This is nothing new. Every Shabbos, Friday night, we have Kiddush, and every Yom Tov, we have Kiddush. What's different about tonight is, number one, that everybody has to drink the wine slash grape juice of the Kiddush. Number two, tonight we drink sitting down and the four cups, Kiddush is the first of the four, are to be drunk sitting, leaning to the left. And finally, 
the amount as to how much we are to drink. And that is the cup, especially for the first cup, because it's biblical, it's a Friday night, should contain four ounces. You don't have to drink the whole four ounces. Ideally, that would be the best. But the rabbis tell us even rovkos, which means even a majority, a little bit more than two ounces would be sufficient. Now watch. Understand that the four cups are strategically placed throughout the Seder. If you drank four cups in quick succession, you did not satisfy the rabbinic mitzvah of the four cups. First one is by Kiddush. The second one, when we complete the Magid, the section of our thanking God for the deliverance from Egypt. The third, when we recite the Pirkas HaMazon, grace after meals, when we finish the meal. And the fourth, when we complete the Hallel, the Psalms of Thanksgiving at the end of the Seder. Now, Ideally, and this I think everybody will understand, these four cups are four toasts to Hashem. Thank you, Hashem. When we go to a simcha and we toast, we don't usually use grape juice. So even though you might be able to make a bore priagafen over the grape juice, the celebratory aspect is contained in the wine. You don't have to use a high alcohol wine. They make a wine with four, four and a half percent alcohol, number one. If even that is too much, then mix the low alcohol wine with grape juice, as long as it has a little bit of a alcoholic kick to it. Now, if somebody has an issue with alcohol for health reasons, then by all means, use the grape juice. But if you can, and especially I'm talking to the women now, don't be afraid of, quote, four cups of wine. It's really a little bit more than, quote, eight ounces. And it's spread out, and those eight ounces can be mixed, wine and grape juice. Okay, good. Next, after Kadesh, Urchatz, we wash our hands without a bracha. Now, why are we washing our hands? Firstly to arouse the curiosity of the young. And secondly, because we're going to eat the karpas. Now the Nitziv, in the introduction to his Haggadah, Imre Shefer, points out that we do many things on this night, reminding us, as I said before, as to the time when we had a Beis HaMikdash. And when we had a Beis HaMikdash, people ate many their food in a state of purity, without tumor, without impurity. Because our hands are always touching our shoes, parts of our body that are normally covered, our head, scratching our head, the rabbis put a low level of impurity on our hands all the time. If we would not wash our hands, then when we pick up the karpas, which is a vegetable, a potato, a um, parsley, 
celery, whatever, even a banana will do, whatever has the brach of bore priyadama, if we were to pick it up with our fingers, our fingers, which we are to do, don't use a fork for karapas, your fingers will impart some impurity to the water and then to the vegetable, and you'll be eating the vegetable in a state of impurity. And tonight, we want to do things as we did when we had a base amigdash, and therefore, by washing our hands before we put them into the water, there will be no tumor on our vegetable. Good. We eat the karpas not leaning to the left, because the karpas is related to the moror. We're not going to make a bori priyadama over the moror later on. So when you eat the karpas, keep in mind that this bracha, a bori priyadama, is not only for this vegetable, which should be a small piece, so you don't have to make a bracha achrona, small piece of whatever, and eat it straight without leaning. Then we go to number four, which is yachatz. We're going to break the middle matzah. Now, why are we doing this? Many reasons, one of which is that matzah is called lechem oni, poor man's bread, namely the ingredients, flour and water, but it's also understood by the Talmud as bread over which we recite much. And therefore, when we say the Haggadah and the Magid, excuse me, there should be a piece of matzah on the table. It's show and tell. The matzah should be there as we tell the story of the Exodus. That's one reason. So we're breaking the matzah because we're about to have the Magid. Second of all, interestingly, matzah has two different characters. On the one hand, it is the bread of affliction. Namely, we ate this in Egypt. Our masters in Egypt did not give us regular bread. They gave us matzah, cheap for them, filling for us. And therefore, on the one hand, bread of affliction. On the other hand, as we'll explain later on, when we speak about the explanation of Pesach Matzah Moror, there we speak of the matzah that we ate on the way out of Egypt, that we were hurried, hurried. We told the Egyptians we couldn't leave. They were trying to rush us out. They were afraid they would all die after the killing of the firstborn. And we said, we can't go. We haven't baked our bread. They said, get out, get out. So matzah is a symbol of our freedom. And so we break the matzah to demonstrate the matzah has these two characteristics. The larger piece goes for the afikomon, which is, please God, not only to remind us of the Korban Pesach that we did have, but the Korban Pesach that we will have, the larger half is, please God, as we'll speak, a portent for the future redemption. We now go to the first biblical mitzvah of the evening, which is unique to Pesach. We made Kiddush, which was a biblical mitzvah tonight, because every Friday night there's a biblical mitzvah to recite Kiddush. But to tell the story, 
he got it to Lebincha, which is why it's called Haggadah. You want to tell your children on this day that Bavur Zeb, because of this, and we point to the Matzah later on, God did for me when I left Egypt the entire story and detail is what we do next. We begin with Holach Ma'anya, the Manishtana, and then the Mishnah tells us, Maschil Bignus Umesayim Bishvach. You begin with the bad, the degradation, and you end with the good. We do both physical, Avodimoyinu, we were slaves to Paro, and God took us out, and we do after that our ancestors, Mitchila, Ovde Avodazara, our ancestors, Avram's father was an idolator, and God Baruch Hashem brought us to be his servants, giving us his Torah. There is, as we know, and we say, Kolamarbe Hareza Meshubach, whoever speaks and tells more of God's miracles and that which he does for us. So, just as the prayer book is there to inspire us, and one could, should, add to the Shemona Esrei, the prayer, throughout the year, so too the Haggadah is the minimum. The Haggadah should be said in a language that one understands. If you're comfortable in the Hebrew, wonderful. If not, use the English or any other language that the people are around. And I personally have different people at the Seder recite paragraphs in English, so everybody should know what it is that we're saying and what we're thanking Hashem for. Okay? Very important. However, in terms of priority, what is the most important part of the Magid section that comes at the very end, whereby Rabbi Gamliel said, whoever does not explain Pesach, Matzah, and Moror have not fulfilled their obligation, meaning of telling the story, or even more of their obligation of eating the matzah and eating the moror. So that, for sure, should be explained to everybody. And after that, we recite that everybody is to feel as if they personally left Egypt. And we uh, recite, after that, the first two paragraphs of the Hallel, whereby... Hallelujah, we say, Avdei Hashem, we now became Avdei Hashem. Before that, we were Avdei Paro, B'tseis Yisrael mi Mitzrayim, and we say the bracha, Asher Go'olanu, we drink the second cup of wine, leaning to the left. That is Magid, a biblical mitzvah, unique to tonight. Rachza, we're going to wash our hands with a bracha. Then comes Motzi Matzah, the bracha of Hamotzi, which is the uh, bracha over bread. Tonight, our bread happens to be the matzah. So we make first the bracha of Amotzi, and we started off the Seder with three matzos. We went back earlier at Yachatz when we broke the middle matzah, so we now have two and a half. We put down the one leading the Seder, puts down the bottom matzah, and then we recite the bracha of Al Achilas Matzah, 
a bracha we recite once a year, and we take a bite over the top and middle. Now, let me just say, there should be matzah on the table. And given that, the Torah says, there's a mitzvah of eating. Whenever there's a mitzvah to eat, it has to be kizayis, which means the condensed volume of, compressed volume of an olive. Approximately a half of a hand shmura matzah, approximately a third of a machine shmura matzah. Try, there's still time, to get shmura matzah at your seder. Namely, matzah that the wheat was guarded from the time that it was cut until the baking to make sure it was not in any contact with any water. And therefore, listen carefully. We eat, the Mechabra says, two kazesim, eat a nice piece of matzah, leaning to the left. Very important, okay? Because according to many, if you did not drink your first cup or second, you have to go back and drink it again if you drank it without leaning. If you eat your matzah without leaning, both here and the afikoman, you have to go back and do it again. We lean because we relive the past. In the past, aristocracy leaned, we lean. Or a way of, quote, giving it to the Romans who destroyed our base amigdash, and we say to them, Ugh, look at you, look at us. Look at you, you're six feet under. What's left of you? Roman numerals. And look at us, Baruch Hashem, Jewish people thriving. Okay, after that, we have the moror, which is preferably the romaine lettuce. I say preferably because that is the first of the five vegetables listed in the Mishnah for moror. Be careful, you have make sure that your romaine lettuce has been checked, no bugs in the lettuce. For those that have the tradition of eating horseradish, so discuss this, hope if you have not, with your, quote, local Orthodox rabbi, but I would say eat the lettuce and then eat the, afterwards, not together with the lettuce, the horseradish for old Lang Syme. Your father, your grandfather had horseradish because where they came from in Europe, Poland, Russia, they didn't have romaine lettuce at this time of the year. They had no choice. We have choice. Therefore, I recommend that you use the lettuce. After that, we just finished our obligation according to the rabbis who say, eat the matzah by itself, eat the mara by itself. Then comes along Hillel, and says, based upon the verse, as found in the fourth book of the Torah, you are to eat them together. And therefore, after we ate the matzah and the moror, we have a sandwich taken from the bottom matzah with the matzah on your table, right? The two pieces of matzah together should be a kazayas. You don't need two kazayasim for korech. And... Um, you put the romaine lettuce in the middle. By the way, when you have the moror, dip it into charoses, shake it off. 
here to dip it in, shake it off. The charosis is there to remind us of the mortar, the bricks, the back-breaking labor that the Jewish people had to do in Egypt, show and tell, talk about it, and to kill whatever might be unhealthy in the lettuce. Okay, used to be worms, etc. They're kosher, but we'd rather you don't eat them live. So, the idea is, but afterwards, after you've had your sandwich, after you've eaten your mora, if you want to have as much charosis as you'd like, enjoy it. Okay, after the korech, there's a custom to eat a hard-boiled egg dipped in salt water, and that is, number one, to remind us of the korban chagiga, which preceded the korban pesach, filled us up for till the dessert of the korban pesach. Also, the rabbis tell us whatever night is the first pesach seder, that's the night that Tisha B'Av comes in, the egg being a symbol of Avelus of our morning. After the meal, the dessert is Tzofun, that which was hidden, namely the piece of, larger piece of matzah that we split early on for the Afikoman. According to the rush, it's a reminder to us we don't have the lamb chop to eat at the end of the meal, Korban Pesach, so we eat a piece of matzah. According to the Rashbam, this is the main mitzvah of matzah, which was eaten at the end of the meal. Eat it slowly, eat it leaning to the left, and eat it before 1255. Why are we eating it before chatzos? A very beautiful idea. Listen carefully. In Egypt, they celebrated the Pesach Seder before mid the night. What happened? The answer is before mid the night, when God killed the firstborn, nothing happened. What are you celebrating? They celebrated Emuna. They celebrated faith that it would happen. Whoa, we do the same thing. The Zohar calls our matzah michla dimemnusa, bread of faith. That just as we celebrated in Egypt that we would get out and God delivered us, so too we are celebrating on this night that we will be redeemed, that there will be a Mashiach, that the whole world will come to recognize God. We celebrate this as well tonight. We celebrate our faith. After that comes Birkas Hamazon, over the third cup of wine. Again, you got the rules. Drink it leaning to the left. Finally comes Halil, our praise and thanksgiving for the future. The evening is split. First half of the evening, we're in the past, leaving Egypt. Second half is the meal. And according to many, a beautiful idea, the meal itself is a halil. Try to, if you can, conduct the conversation around the meal related to the Yom Tov, as opposed to just other talk, which is very nice, just not for the Pesach Seder. And finally, and during the Hallel, sing it. Let it be a beautiful experience of thanksgiving to Hashem. And finally, the last part is Nirza. We say to God, we hope and pray 
that this was acceptable to you as if it was a korban, as if it was an actual offering that we brought. I'll just conclude by telling you that the Kriya Torah on the first day comes from Pasha's bow, and we conclude the Kriya Torah by saying, on this very day, we left Egypt, and that's how we're supposed to feel, and the Kriya Torah for the second day from Pasha's Emor, where we have in it the mitzvah of Sfiras Omer, because we begin counting the Omer this coming Saturday night. I take this opportunity of wishing Nachum and his family and the entire family of J.M. in the A.M. who join Nachum Siegel all the time. And we wish he and his family and really all of you, the family of Klal Yisrael, Echad Kosher V'Sameach. Enjoy. Enjoy the Seder. Enjoy the privilege of being able to conduct a Seder. Good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov to all.